0: Is there not an entire section on this subject? Okay. No, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mephra, for example. Is your, your book for sale about it? Yes, sir. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. But have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. it it. This is my vibe. What got something to say. Hey what up, fam? Welcome to Let Me Tell you Episode Three. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So, um, I really got a little weirded on uh, saying that. If I was saying it all right, um, so I uh, just want to. This week we're going to talk about. I told you I'd, I'd kind of address a little bit of what um, is going on in the LDS Church from their General Conference. Um, in reality, not a whole lot going on. Then we're going to talk about a couple of other things. So, I mean, let's just jump right in. Let's talk about uh last week was the LDS general conference i believe i think i said the last time it was 188th semi-annual general conference of the church of jesus christ latter day saints uh correction it's the 189th how could i make such a horrible mistake um but i knew someone would call me on it so i had to make that correction uh so a, a, f- a couple of things that that changed just recently Um, I want to say 2015 or something like that, was when they made the change that uh, they were not allowing baptisms for the children of uh, same-sex married couples, LGBT, any of those things. They were not allowing their children to be baptized without special uh, permission from the general authorities from the first presidency. Um, That has been reversed. Uh, They are no longer considering uh, same-sex marriage or LGBT um, Identification whatever however you want to address that as apostasy at one point in time that sin was considered apostasy to if you were uh, in a same-sex marriage or you were LGBT you were considered apostate from the Mormon Church uh, that has been changed. They're no longer considering them apostate. They are still considering them sinners. Uh, I think the the quote was a, a grave sin, but it's no longer considered apostasy and their kids can get baptized without, um, special permission from the first presidency. But what it said in the, the, re, the little blurb that I read was that, um, Oh, and it was say, stating that, uh, what did it say, understanding for the parents to understand that those children would be taught the standards of the church, basically, and the covenants of the church. And so, essentially, they would be taught that their parents are in sin. So, there's that. And then, as I, I noticed it, read down, it said something about the to the effect that non-members can have their babies blessed by a member of the Melchizedek priesthood, um, with the understanding that they would be receiving visits from the church from that point on, and they would uh, be contacted when that child turns eight years old for the purpose of baptism, which I just thought was kind of weird. Um, interesting thing there. I read, but, so, there's there's that. Uh, kind of, again, the cultish behavior of the of the latter-day saints um so a couple other things The the change with that of course they're they're dedicating more and more temples they're up to 162 and i think they announced 12 more and they also announced that they were going to be doing uh renovations on all the pioneer era temples so all the really really old ones are going to get facelifts and stuff nothing really Crazy and exciting, I read through a uh, couple of the new um, president, uh, M. Russell Nelson, or Russell M. Nelson, M. Russell Ballard, yeah, Russell M. Nelson. There's so many, I, I, apparently Russell was a really popular name at that point in time with the initial M. So, um, I only read the, the, the talks that were given by him as the president of the church, I just don't have time to read any of the others. I think I skimmed through a couple from Jeffrey Holland and and so on. Nothing really crazy. Um, Again, the same old stuff. But it was interesting. A couple of the conversations that were had uh, last week when we went out and did evangelism at the temple. With specifically, the uh, they were calling themselves latter gay saints, which was okay. Um, there was a transgender guy over there, uh, and a couple of just, they use the terminology queer, uh, so gay, um, gay and lesbian, uh, members of the LDS church. But just the, the vibe that I get and the conversations that were had and the attitudes of the people, the members of the church that were there. And the hugs and, and so on that we're given. excuse me, <sighs> don't yawn during a podcast, right? Isn't That's like a general rule. But I'm pretty convinced, and I think I've said this before, but in the near future, you're going to see a um, change in attitude, a change in policy, a change in doctrine on lgbt people the same way you saw that the revelation from god in giving the uh priesthood to um black people and so with the political pressure that is going to come um especially upon like byu that's that's kind of the the uh the linchpin that uh civil rights groups or whatever use um, to lean upon the LDS church is uh, sport events and and things with BYU and with the the church's schools. So I think we're going to see some political pressure over the next couple of years and then I think we'll see a change in doctrine from the uh, from the leaders of the church itself uh, and so that's just my prediction mark my words it is uh the 15th of april 2019 we'll come back and we'll we'll time check that and and see just how right i was on that so there's a little bit about the church the other thing i really wanted to talk about was uh texas house bill 896 this was a bill that in texas that was presented that was uh going to criminalize abortion essentially and this guy that is pictured here jeff leach who is apparently a well claims to be a believer and even got a letter or and his his pastor was interviewed or wrote a letter or something in support of jeff leach saying that he was not going to let this bill get out of committee um to to get a vote on the floor um He did not want anything that would potentially uh, prosecute abortive mothers uh, for a crime. So that's what I really want to talk about. A lot of people, including Abby Johnson, I I still encourage you, go see the movie Unplanned. It's a really good movie, um, well made, not the presentation of the gospel that I would like to hear But it gives a pretty good um, concept of repentance and and forgiveness. That is the big thing we want to push towards these mothers who are murdering their babies. They can be forgiven. First and foremost, they can change their mind. They don't have to go through with it. The preaching of the gospel and, and, and the Holy Spirit can change the heart of these women and get them to turn around and not kill their babies. But even those that do there is forgiveness in Christ for them. We want to be forthright with that. Beyond anything else, the gospel needs to be presented. But as in anything else, in any other case of murder, if I were to go into a jail and witness to somebody convicted of murder, I would talk about um, forgiveness of sin in Christ and, and through the gospel and repentance and faith. But we would not even discuss the need for uh, secular worldly consequences that, that are required and that are right, um, for someone who has committed these crimes. So yes, based upon the entire, uh, story behind, or the circumstances of every abortion should be examined. I believe abortion should be criminalized. I think people who, doctors who perform abortions and mothers who go in to have their children killed should be arrested and prosecuted. But again, it comes down to the judge or jury or whatever is is going to to be in that case to make a decision based on uh, circumstances. Now, we know that there are a lot of abortions where the woman is coerced whether it's by the, the parents of the woman, and she's a young teenager, whether it's by the uh, father of the child, um, a lot of coercion goes into uh, abortion. But even in that, it's a small percentage of the abortions that happen. You know, we have the exceptions, rape and incest, life of the mother. And so... These are all make up less than less than 1% of the abortions performed in the world. Maybe I'll give you 2% at a stretch of the imagination. You put in coercion in that and maybe you're getting up to 5 or 6% of abortions that are done may fall into those categories. One, first and foremost, we still don't kill babies in those circumstances. We don't, we never <laughs> execute The only innocent party in any circumstance for the actions of the uh, complicit parties on the exterior. But a huge um, uh, percentage of abortions, probably 90 to 95 percent, I'll give that much, are willingly gone into with no coercion, no rape, no incest, no... Issues other than convenience, and they should be prosecuted, and the others should be prosecuted with extenuating circumstances brought into uh, into judgment when when a judge or jury makes their decision. So yes, I think abortion should be criminalized. Yes, I think women who have abortions should be arrested. Uh, the doctors who perform the abortions should be arrested. Um, and then a judge and jury should do their job and determine what the punishment should be. Like we do in any other crime that is, is brought before the courts, whether it be murder or uh, theft, burglary, drugs, you name it. Anything that is brought before a court is, is weighed. The circumstances, all the things are weighed and then a decision is made. I think the same thing should be in effect, for abortion. And so the fact that this bill has been killed is, uh, is heartbreaking because this is Texas. This is the state where the governor promised a dying boy, I can't remember his last name, Jeremiah, I think is the first name, promised this boy that he was going to put an end to abortion in the state of Texas. A, a boy who, who, whose dying wish was to meet with the governor to ask him to put an end to abortion in Texas. And now we've got bills that would, would effectually do that. That would make abortion a criminal offense in the entire state. And it's those bills are being killed. Because of, again, the same issue that I talked about with uh, the Mormons. It's, it's political pressure is the reason why Republicans are refusing to do one of the main platforms that they run on. Uh, they're refusing to act upon those those promises that are made to their constituents. It's part of the reason I left the Republican Party. It's part of the reason that I'm not part of any quote-unquote actual pro-life group outside of the Church of Jesus Christ. Because there's too much political pressure that... Uh, gets pulled into those those scenarios and those situations. And then you end up with situations like this. I think everybody who goes to this, this representative's church, Jeff Leach, should, and the pastor that supported him in this, everyone who goes to this church should be calling these men onto the carpet of why they would uh, can allow for the continued murder of, of children in the womb simply based on, on the desire to avoid any political uh, unseemliness in, in doing their jobs. People should be, should be mad about this. People showed up to give testimony to beg for the abolition or the criminalization of abortion that showed up all day in hearings that went to I want to say it was like three in the morning. Our brother Callie was there. Um, Pastor Callie went and and spoke. I believe he spoke. He he shared his testimony as well um, and pled for the lives of unborn children as well as hundreds, um, if not, I don't know if it, it got up into the thousands, but hundreds of Texans who came out to speak for the lives of those who can't speak for themselves. To beg for the lives of babies in the womb. And because of political pressure and political correctness, whatever you want to call it, these men caved on the opportunity to make this happen. And it's shameful and it's sad. And we just need to continue to just keep praying for um, our leadership in this country. Those who are representatives that we have elected... We need to be praying that they will do what their constituents desire. And still the majority of this country is very much pro-life. That number is going down, I'll admit. But there are still people who are absolutely pro-life who want to see babies saved in the womb. So keep praying for that. Keep that in mind. And then I want to just jump on, on to one last thing. And this is going to be, it's actually going to be a fairly short episode, which is not a bad thing, it's actually kind of good, I need to go to bed, Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, you know, when you're doing podcasts and stuff like that, you get interviewed by people or whatever, one of the famous questions that, I I don't interview people on my podcast because I'm not that sophisticated, Um, I'm just not smart enough to make that happen, I would if I could, if I had the influence to get people to come on, I would do that, and maybe over time, I'll start to learn how to do that, and you know, but at this point, I don't, but one of the questions that I hear people ask all the time, uh, people who have the ability and the, the brains and um, the technology to interview others on their podcast is I'll ask them, what podcasts are you listening to? I listen to a lot. I listen to Ben Shapiro. I listen to Steve Dace. Those are my main political ones. Once in a while, I'll listen to Steve Crowder um, when he does a change my mind or something like that, but I, he's a little too vulgar vulgar for me. Joe Rogan, I listen to him once in a while when someone I'm interested in is on, um, but he too is pretty, I just, the words hit my ears and I don't like them. so, and speaking of Joe, if you happen to be watching, highly unlikely, you need to have Pastor Jeff Durbin on your show, um, and ask him many of the same questions you asked Ben Shapiro, and get some really good valid answers, there, that that's done. But uh, so I listen to that. I listen to Apology Radio. I listen to Wretched. Um, I listen to Wrath and Grace. Cross Examine. I haven't been able to get into the basement much yet, but uh, I try. I will try as they come out. Um, Reformed Bars seem to have gone away, but I listen to that a lot. And those are pretty much it. Those are oh, Sheologians. Who can, who can forget Sheologians? I listened to Sheologians, and I binge-listened to them. And at the time, the way the, the Google Play app worked that I binge-listened to them on, it was going from the most recent to the older ones. And so each time I was listening, um, it seemed like they were getting further and further away from their, their Patreon goal, which is the reason why I went ahead and jumped on and supported them on Patreon. So if you can... Support some of these places, these podcasts on Patreon, Wrath and Grace. Um, if you listen, if you go and, and check out my suggestions on podcasts and you like them, support them. Wrath and Grace, Cross-Examine, Sheologians. Um, and this next one that I want to talk about, um, and that's what I'm going to close with. I've been binge listening to Cultish. The, the hosts are Jeff Durbin and Jeremiah Roberts. Got to meet both of them when they came up here to Salt Lake. Really cool guys. Um I'm hoping that through just interaction that I can just really become better friends with Jeremiah because he seems I mean it sounds like I just said I don't want to become better friends with Jeff Durbin. Pastor Jeff is a busy guy. I'm just you know a guy I get to meet him in a couple of months. You know I have no delusions that, that Jeff Durbin and I are going to become best friends not saying that it couldn't but I would like to become best friends with Jeremiah Roberts. Jerry if you're listening we should be best friends. Just, I mean, this is a really good podcast and there's some amazing, interesting stuff that you probably never heard of from these different cults that he talks about. And Jerry just does a really good job. I hope I can call you Jerry. Can I call you Jerry? Jeff calls you Jerry. I'm going to call you Jerry. <laughs> um, just, it's really amazing stuff. Interesting stuff. They started with Jim Jones and they've gone through, they've talked about, Um, Scientology I've listened to I've listened to them talk about Jehovah's Witnesses right now I'm hitting to the point where they're talking about the AI and then of course I went and listened to all the stuff on Mormonism that they had and there's still more that I'm going to get through and then oh I listened to the defecting from Bethel that's how I got introduced to this podcast Um, so they had a girl who was essentially kicked out of excuse me Bethel's school of ministry Um, BSSM, I don't remember what they all stand for, but the biblical Bethel School of Spiritualism and whatever. Um, Crazy stuff that that, that they do. And she uh, somehow started listening to MacArthur and reading MacArthur and watching Apologia and stuff like that Um, and ended up essentially getting, was on her way out, but essentially got kicked out of, of the School of Ministry connected with Jerry and um did three episodes talking about Bethel. And then as they were getting ready to release those and they were gonna come out one a week for the three episodes, um somebody, whether it was through Facebook, Twitter or something, there was someone from Bethel sent a text, a prophecy to Jeff and basically said that they had talked to God and God was going to confuse this work and they weren't going to be able to release these podcasts and so on. So Jeff Durbin, in, in a way that only Jeff Durbin can, jumped on Facebook Live and said here's the deal folks we just had someone tell us that we're not going to be able to release these podcasts because they talked to God and and he said it wasn't going to happen so here's what we're going to do instead of releasing one episode every week over the next three weeks we're dropping all three episodes this afternoon for your listening pleasure um, and they dropped it you know it was just like don't call and tell me that I'm not going to be able to do something by because your false uh, God told you that he would stop it Cause then we're just going to do it. So I was just like, of course I was like, okay, now I got to go listen. And it was good. Check out those episodes. Go check this out. I'm, if you are in any way interested in evangelism, if you are in any way interested in saving the lives of babies, if you are in any way interested in the gospel of Jesus Christ, you cannot go wrong with listening to the resources that are available through Apologia Studios. Um, there's so much. I mean, if you get in on their all-access, they've got Apologia Academy, um, which I've, I've started watching a couple of the videos, but there's so much there. Um, amazing. I mean, you can get a seminary-level education through for 10 bucks a month by supporting these guys and jumping in on that. And then, of course, you've got, next week with Jeff Durbin, you've got Uh, Apologia radio you've got sheologians you've got all these things that are done that you have access to through that and so I would encourage that I really would this is one of those and no I'm not saying to let this replace your local church if don't ever hear me say that your local church is the most important place you can be and the most important place you can put your support behind I don't believe in the law of tithe I believe that we should be giving an offering and it should be a sacrificial I don't think it's a, a, a 10% or anything I think it's what's between you and God but that's where you need to be given your money first and foremost give it to your local church if you're not in a local church get in a local church find a biblical sound biblical church whether that be through, if you don't know how, where to find one, jump on Nine Marks Ministries website and they have a list of churches that are that are broken down in, in nine points of, of orthodoxy, I guess you would call it. And there's a there are listings of really good churches. If you just put in your zip code and it'll help you find the closest church to you. You know, you can get into an Acts 29 church. You can get into a Sojourn Network church. Um. Any of these places, there are a lot of resources where you can find a good local church. Get in one. If you're not in one, get in one. If you're in one, make sure you're supporting it. Make sure you're encouraging your pastors. Make sure you are uh, putting money in to, to help keep the lights on. Pay your pastor's salary. Support the, the missions that your church is, is supports and benevolence and all the things that your church does. Make sure you're you're putting your money there first. Then, if you can, go to these other places. Whether it's on Patreon to support your favorite podcast or your favorite hip hop artist or whatever, I can give you a, a total list of, of of people that you should support on Patreon. But get in with Apologia. <laughs> this, I mean, so many resources. End abortion now all the things that are done in, in conjunction with this this church uh, in Phoenix um, and now their church plant in Kauai. Um, and honestly, Jeff made a comment, I think it was on Apologia Radio this last week, about doing uh, a Apologia Utah. And if there were any possibility of getting me to consider leaving refuge church, which is my home church, that would be a possibility. And it would take a lot of prayer. I love my church. I love my pastor. Um, and so on. Uh, but that would be something if Jeff, if you're listening, um, if, if you send a church plan up here, I would be, I would jump in on that. Whether just in prayer support, uh, you would have a hundred percent support from refuge. Um, speaking on behalf of the, the elders, um, I would, I would guarantee that every elder on, on our team would be willing to, to throw their support behind you guys coming up and help in any way possible. Um, even to the point of maybe joining in as a, with that as a church plant and providing, um, somebody local as a pastor, um, or to to be part of the elders team, and I might volunteer, I might not, again, that would be prayer, but I would love to see um, Apologia continue to to build out, God has put some very godly men and women in that body with an absolute desire to see babies saved, to adopt babies, to share the gospel, to preach the good news, um, to lead people in absolute sound doctrine i mean yes i have just become a absolute commercial um for apologia but next to my own church refuge i love that church i mean refuge is all that <laughs> you know just on it with without all the resources that they have i mean I, I can see a vision for refuge as we're getting into doing Sunday school and recording things and stuff like that, having those same resources available, getting involved in abortion mill ministries and so on. Um I love my local church. I love Apologia Church just simply because of the passion and the the glory that God receives from what they're doing. So and this is a great, I, I really do. This is probably my new favorite podcast, it, you know, and and once I get through all of them and then get on to a weekly rotation with it, um, really good, well done. If you are at all interested in any of those things, check this out. Check out Apologia. Um, check out Coltish. Um, all those things. Um, but, again, anything like that has to come after the support of your local church. And I can't beat that drum enough. Um, you know. The local church is. Your number one pastor. Should always be your local pastor. Um, and then deal with the celebrity guys. And the podcast. And the stuff like that. But your number one. Uh, sermon you listen to every week. Should be the one you get from your local pastor. Uh, and And encourage them. Make sure you are encouraging your pastors. Uh, They deal with so much stuff on a day-to-day basis that even just a quick text message, Facebook message, Twitter, whatever, however you can reach out, even a phone call and maybe you don't get a hold of them and you just leave a voice message. Just call and and give a a message or a text or a tweet of encouragement to your pastor. Let them know that they're doing a good job um, in presenting the Word of God. I hope that your local pastor is doing a good job in presenting and preaching and teaching the Word of God and ministering to the sheep that he has been entrusted with. So, with that, we are going to wrap this all up. Uh, you know, keep praying for evangelistic ministries to the LDS people. Uh, their numbers are, they're, they're still growing. Less and less, though. Their last year of growth was like one percent. Which is too much, but it's dwindling. So keep praying that God will draw people out of the Mormon Church, and that their missionary efforts would be uh, would be thwarted, would be confused and and confounded by God. That that less and less people would be able to be led into uh, heretical teaching through this this cultish uh, pseudo Christian uh, cult. Uh, pray for Texas. Pray for every state. Pray that every state will will somehow, at some point in time, abolish abortion, become sanctuary states, sanctuary cities for babies where they refuse to, to condone or provide abortions, um, where they will criminalize abortions, and keep praying for those guys, all guys. I, I mean, I... I put a huge push on Apologia Church in this episode, but there are so many churches out there that are just amazing at going out, sharing the gospel, uh, you know, saving babies, doing the things that God has called the church to do. Keep praying for local churches, more and more of them to be raised up that are doing these things, especially those who would be willing to go out and share the gospel with the people who need to hear it, because that is the key to changing the politics in our nation, to changing the culture in our nation, to changing the worldview of the people in our nation is the preaching of the gospel, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, repentance, regeneration, justification, sanctification, all those things. That's the key to see these things in our nation change, and we need to see that happen. So, as always, on that note, preach the gospel at all times, use words. They are necessary, and until next time, soli deo gloria. Hey y'all, thanks for taking the time to watch this video. If you got this far, maybe you're willing to go all in. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell down there so you get notified anytime I release something new. You can follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook, at least until I get shadow banned. <laughs> thanks again, and until next time, soli deo gloria.